many liked our series on framing your world? Amen? That was, I, I love that revelation. God gave me that back in, before 2010. I think it was maybe eight or nine, and I've shared it several different times, but really enjoyed those five messages that I laid out the revelation and understanding of what really framing your world looks like with the Word of God. And today, um, I'm not starting a new series, I've just got a message today on the heels of framing your world. Um, and I've entitled this message today, Take Courage. What it means to get a hold of true courage. And on the heels of this message on framing your world, I believe that I believe that from the understanding and the revelation of the Word, from a position of seeing your world framed day to day from the Word of God, what comes from that is courage. What comes from framing your world, creating a daily routine where you begin to believe in the things that you say and that you talk about, from that comes real courage, true courage. And today I want to define what, just a, a definition that I have of what courage is. Courage is the mental and moral strength to persevere through danger, fear, or difficulty. It's the mental and moral strength to persevere through danger, fear, or difficulty. Courage from God through the Word gives you the determination to trust God and have faith through anything. I, I think that a life without courage, I'm going to say it again, a life where there is no courage developed. Where, 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 do I, where am I saying courage comes from? It, it, it becomes this determination that you have that you can make it through anything. Because to be willing to step out in faith and trust God in the things that you face is something that is very easy in our lives to give into and not do. Very easy not to trust God. It's very easy not to choose to walk through something in faith and trust in God even when you don't understand it, even when circumstances don't look like they're going to work out. What I believe that courage is, and the, and the reason I'm defining it this way is because from the seed of the Word, from framing your world with the Word, and from, from the seed of the Word comes this attitude that I can do it, this courage that I can actually get through any difficulty or any obstacle that I face in life, I can actually do it. But that comes, from, that comes from the seed of the Word inside of you. If, you if, if, if there's not 
the understanding of the Word, if there's not a framing that is happening day to day where you're learning to exchange ungodly attitudes, doubt and unbelief with faith and confidence in God, if, you're, if that's not being developed day to day, there's really no courage that is built up inside of you that tells you you can actually do this. I can do this. I don't feel like I can do it, but I can do it because he said so. But see, that, that, comes, from, that comes from that understanding in the Word that you have to have. That's why you have to frame your world. But today I want to look at what the Bible says about courage. I'm going to read to you a number of verses of Scripture today that have to do with courage and I'm going to read that definition again. It's the mental and moral strength to persevere through danger, fear, or difficulties. The mental and moral strength to persevere through danger, fear, or difficulties. It gives you that determination that I'm going to do this. Because I'll tell you right now, you have to make up your mind. One of the difficulties about developing a life of faith is, is that you see a lot of things that appear like they're not working. Why? Because you're developing faith. You're developing the trust in your life. You don't just one day get some verses of Scripture and all of a sudden you trust God wholeheartedly with everything, right? No. Along the way, you see things that appear like they're not working, but we know God's already made the way for us, even when it seems like there's no way, seems like it's not working, He's already made the way. So because of that, I'm determined to arise and not stop and not quit, not give in, not be moved by anything that I feel, anything that's going on. With courage... We take God's word, we add nothing, we take nothing away. When courage is being developed, when, it, when courage is arising inside of you, and you begin to have that determination, I can make it through, then you just believe the word of God, and it doesn't matter what it looks like, how you feel, I'm not going to take away from it, I'm not adding to it. If the word says it, I'm believing it. And I'm standing on it till I see the manifestation of what God has promised. I will not give in. Everybody say this after me. I possess courage. It's a big word throughout the Bible, all through the Bible. A lot of times, if you, if you, I don't think most people read the King James, you know, on a day-to-day basis today. But if you go back to the King James and many different translations, they, there's a lot of words with the translators that they use instead of courage. And a lot of times, I'm not sure why, because when you look at the word courage, courage and faith are not the same thing. Courage and faith are not the same thing. Faith is a result of a heart that has been encouraged and now has courage and determination, I can do this. 
Then you, then you have to choose, I'm going to take the step of faith and walk it out, but you're doing it in the courage and the strength that God has given you to take the step. Instead of looking at the circumstance and just crumbling, giving in, allowing your mouth to get all over it with all kinds of doubt and unbelief and allowing yourself to, you, you, you've done some work but you haven't seen it happen and manifest so I'm not going to step out anymore, I'm going to be discouraged and give in to those type of situations. No, we can't give in. Courage empowers you to not give in. It empowers you. I'm telling you today that nothing is impossible to a person that is never moved by anything that anyone else does or by any circumstance they can't control, that appears like they can't control. Nothing is impossible when you're not moved by what people do or by the way circumstances appear to be. But man, I'm trusting the Word of God. So. Let's look at a couple things. <clears throat> Joshua 1 and verse 7. <clears throat> the children of Israel at this reading, at the, at the writing of this passage, the children of Israel have just come out. They're, well, they're, they're, they've been in the wilderness for 40 years. Moses is dead. Joshua is now leading them into the promised land, knowing that the enemies that they're going to face in the promises are going to be difficult enemies. Now, I want you to watch this and listen to what I'm saying today. Joshua says this in verse 7, only be strong and very courageous, be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law or the word which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law, this word, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it. How often? Day and night. And a little bit more. That you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous. Then you'll have good success. Verse 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Say that again. Be strong and of good courage. I'm going to word it like this. Be people of faith and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You will not believe that God is with you wherever you go and He'll never leave you nor forsake you to the ends of the earth just by hearing it a couple of times. It's got to be established. That's what courage brings to the scene. Why is he saying this over and over and over and over again? Because of this. Exodus 13 and 17, and I'm just going to read this one verse here. But this is the children of Israel coming out of bondage, coming out of Egypt. And Moses is leading them out. I just read to you after Moses is dead, Joshua leading, but this is, this is 40 plus years earlier. 
And this is what this verse says. Exodus 13, 17. Then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God knew something. God knew something. God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although it was, it was near, it was closer. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and they return to Egypt. Can you, um, is there any way you can put the amplified translation of that verse up there real quick? That verse 17, is that, a, is that an issue? I forgot that. Is it up there? Ah, there it is. Wow. Ask and you shall receive. When Pharaoh let the people go, God led them not by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest the people change their purpose. When they see war and return to Egypt. You know how... The children of Israel, if you didn't know this, the children of Israel were in the wilderness for 40 years. You know how far that it was, walking distance from where they came out of Egypt to the promised land where they were going to enter in? It was 11-day walking distance. And they spent 40 years. Why? Today I'm telling you this. No courage. No courage when it got tough. No courage when, wow, where's the water going to come from? He already said he's going to take care of you. What happens when there's no no food? He's already said he's going to take care of you. What about, oh, the enemy's coming, look at the chariots. What what are we going to do? If he has to part the Red Sea for you, he will part it, but only if you develop courage. Where does courage come from? Daily routine in the Word. The seed of the Word produces the courage to say, I don't know, there's, there's no water. There's no food. I don't know how I'm going to pay my next electric bill. But we're joining hands, and the Bible says any two agree. As touching anything that they ask, it'll be done. We live in a society where people don't want to have any difficulties. I'm telling you, you learn to walk by faith, you're going to have some stuff. You're going to walk by faith. You're going to just protect yourself and make sure that I never have this and I never have lack and I never... God doesn't want us lacking, but He doesn't want you to think wrong trying to get to blessing and prosperity. You've got to think different. Daily routine establishes something inside of you that creates a courage to say, I'm going to do it His way. Without faith, it's impossible for your actions to be pleasing to God. I don't care how much you have. I don't care how little you have. I don't care what you do in life, what you don't do in life, what you have, what you don't have. Without faith, it's impossible for your actions to be pleasing to God. Didn't say God didn't love you. Didn't say you're not going to heaven if you don't do everything by faith. Everybody messes up, screws up, 
didn't do this, didn't take the step, were too much afraid, whatever, but I'm getting rid of that by building and framing my world with the word so that courage is alive, so that, so that, put that back up for me one more time, the, that one, so that just because it gets tough, I don't change my purpose, I don't change my mind, I don't change my direction, I don't change what I'm doing, I don't change anything just because it's tough. Well, then it was God's will for the children of Israel to be in the wilderness for 40 years. Not. In in the book of Psalm, it says he led them out to lead them in. You know what I think it was? Okay, guys, we're going to take a little journey. And you notice, if you've studied that those passages of scripture during that time in the beginning especially they set up camps and they would go and they were learning Moses was teaching them the word teaching them about God about developing a relationship and having a real intimacy they'd been in bondage for all these years listen it's one thing to see somebody come out of bondage but it's another thing to get bondage out of the people and that's what he was doing so we're going to take a journey you know maybe May take us six months instead of 11 days. May take us eight months, 10 months. May take us a year, maybe a year and a half, two years. But 40? I said, but 40? You know what? It'll be 40 for you and me too. The reason sometimes we don't see things happen when we want to see them is because less when you begin to step into the promises of God, you don't know how to handle it. And then the blessings, they destroy you. He didn't want them going into there. And I mean, remember, remember the spies they sent? Man, they came with, they came with, you know, they came with grapes as big as this, bigger than one grape as big as this monitor right here. I mean, big, massive things. And then they were carrying them. I mean, all it took all of them to carry the grapes back. Look at these things. All of a sudden, they get their focus off on the spoil, and they forget God. They forget to trust God. See, it doesn't matter how much you have or how little you have. What matters is I trust God no matter where I'm at. And what he's saying is, you guys just came out of this lifestyle, this bondage lifestyle, but I got to get the bondage out of you. So we got to take some time, we're going to set up camp, we're going to go from camp to camp, we're going to learn some things, we're going to establish some things, we're going to believe God. You know, what, you know what one passage says in Deuteronomy? What Moses was looking for with the children of Israel that he didn't find was the head of households grabbing hands with their kids and their wives and saying, you know what? I'm not totally understanding what Moses is teaching. I don't understand all of this about this. But man, we're believing in God. We're trusting God. No, instead they complained about everything. They got to the point. Think about this. Think about you going through a, you know, a sparse time in your life. You're struggling. Struggling having groceries in your house. And all of a sudden, one day you come home. And there's this bread that tastes like heaven. I mean, it's this honey bread that tastes like heaven. And, and it's there, and, 
every morning, every noon, every evening, you come and, and the bread is there. And when you eat it, you don't gain any weight. <laughs> come on! Hmm? There's no grains that have been sprayed by pesticides. All of a sudden, you're eating that bread and it's, your physique is getting stronger and be, bigger and better. Imagine yourself complaining about that. Talk about finding something to complain about. Well, there's too much of this. I read in one Bible documentary about the manna, the bread, that it had it had all the nutrients that they needed. That, that that manna had all of the nutrients because it was manna from heaven. There was nothing processed in it from here. It was manna from heaven that manifested. They'd wake up and there it was. And man, did they complain and moan and groan and what Moses was looking for out there, what God was looking for was for them to be strong and healthy so that when they faced enemies and issues that they didn't know how to overcome. No, no, you know what? What God did for us out there, what he taught us out there as we begin to frame our world out there, what God said to us there, it's going to happen right here. What God did in leading us in this direction and now into the promised land, he's going to do whatever needs to be done. That's what he was looking for, and that's what he didn't see, and that's why they spent 40 years in the wilderness. Joshua and Caleb and all those who were 20 years old and younger, they entered into the promises. Here Joshua is saying to him, here Joshua is saying in that Joshua 1, only be strong and very courageous. Be people of faith and have great courage. Be determined that no matter what you face, what difficulty that comes your way, all you have to do is take the step of faith and believe that I will do what I said I'll do. Abraham finally came to the place after 25 years. After 24 years, Abraham came to the place where he believed that what God had promised, he was able to perform. Why? That was a man that was a coward. Oh, Father Abraham, a coward? Just read the scriptures. He turned tail in a number of different situations. He reverted to the arm of the flesh to make something happen in a number of different situations. I'm telling you today, everybody sitting in here today, at different times you've been a coward. You've not been willing to stand up and be determined, and you'll never do that in your own ability. You'll never get rid of cowardice attitude and personality in your life. You'll never get rid of that in your own ability. You're not strong enough. We get rid of that by framing our world so that we have the strength to do that. Psalm, 24, or Psalm 27 and 14. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. 
Some people think of waiting as, oh my gosh, I've got to wait for this next thing. I've got to wait for this. So, you know, everybody just tells me, wait, 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 wait. Well, if you have that attitude about waiting, then you don't really know what waiting is. In the Hebrew, the definition of wait is this. It's six words. Six words is the definition of waiting. To stay in a place of expectation. Wait on the Lord. Stay in the place of expectation. Be of good courage. And He shall strengthen your heart. He's going to build faith inside of you as courage is alive. Then he says, wait. Do what? Stay in a place of expectation of the Lord. What God said He'd do, He will do. Deuteronomy 31 and 6. Moses saying this to the children of Israel at the end of Deuteronomy, and this was the encouragement to those who were going into the promised land, and he's saying this knowing he's not going in. Moses said this knowing he's not going in. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them, of the enemies that you step into, the enemies that you will face. How many know that we're facing a lot of enemies today? How many know that? And you know what? If I lined up everybody here that just raised your hand, and I said, okay, what enemies do you think, because I said we, what enemies do you think we're facing? You know, everybody would give different illustration of what they thought the enemies were. Everybody's got one perception of what they think the enemy is or the, the enemies against things in their life. But then God, a lot of times, says to us, that's really not your enemy. <clears throat> really, you have your focus on thinking that that person is your enemy. People are not our enemy. I'm going to say it again. People are not our enemy. You've got to allow the Word to frame that in your life to the point that you have the courage to step out in faith every time you want to blame somebody else. No, they're my enemy. Yeah, but if they were out of the way, then everything would work out. No, 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 no. See, because you can get that person out of your way, but not too long from then, another person that looks just like them with the same personality and attitude is going to show up in your life. Because this is a spiritual battle. This is a spiritual battle. Go back to my definition before I read uh, finish Deuteronomy 31. Go back to my definition of courage. It's the mental and moral strength to persevere through danger, fear, or difficulty. It's the mental and moral strength. Okay? Courage is. And where does that come from? That comes from the spiritual part of you. It doesn't just come from the outside. It doesn't just come one day because you've waited long enough and you've endured long enough or what. No, it comes from the spiritual part of you. Now watch this. The Holy Spirit is the true teacher and He 
ministers and teaches your spirit if you allow the word, if you frame your world with the word of God and allow that word to be a part of you in your heart. Remember what he said in in the Psalm 27? He said, wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Courage is that moral and mental strength to persevere that comes from my spirit man that is one with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit constantly teaching me and saying, don't believe that. Don't have that attitude toward that person. Don't look at that thing. Don't listen to what those people say. Don't pay attention to that stuff there. Holy Spirit's constantly wanting you to do that. But if you're constantly renewing your mind with information that is contrary to the Word, you will not have courage to step out in faith and trust God through the situation. You'll try to work it out yourself. And I tell you what, all I can talk about is this, this United States of America. And the United States of America, for the most part, has been horrible at being self-made people that are going to work it out on their own. You want to be that? You want to be known for that? You want to live that life? That's not a God life. It's not a God life. He said you got to get rid of that. He didn't say you had to get rid of anything. You have to get rid of that mentality. Because what will happen is, when you begin to frame your world and you begin to develop courage to put your trust in God, you're going to realize everything you had, it came from God. And all of a sudden you're going to see, wow, God did that. See, you would have never said, many people would have never said that was because of God, but when you begin to frame your world with the Word, then you begin to see, wow, but God did that. Oh man, He did that for me. You thought it was you. We just got to get rid of that. He didn't say you have to get rid of anything, get rid of that mentality, because it's not going to take you to the safe place when things get uglier. There's some people that have crumbled in the last eight or ten months. I'll just tell you, I just, I'm, just saying this, I'm just saying this on my part, giving absolute glory to God. It's been the best season of my whole life. The season we've just come through has been the best season because I already had what I needed to go through it. See, I'd I'd already prepared. Most of you, you, you'd say the same thing. This has been one of the best seasons of our life. Why? Because we framed our world ahead of time. Now, you say, yeah, this has got to be over. Whatever, let it be over, not be over. I don't care. God doesn't change. Yeah, Yeah, but Pastor, what if uh, uh, this person gets in in the White House? Or that person gets in the White House? Doesn't change God. I know what my expectations are. I know what I'm believing for. I know who I want to be in the White House. I know who I'm voting for. Anybody in here know who you're voting for? Okay. I mean, good. Uh, Maybe some of you aren't even voting. I think you need to change your mind. I don't know if you can yet or not. But I'm saying to you, that doesn't change God. My faith isn't in who gets in the White House. But listen to me. People are saying this all the time. 
this is the most important election in the history of the United States. <laughs> what? Every election's important. Every election has been important. What they're, what, what, what they're setting you up for is to believe that if the candidate you don't vote for gets in, man, it's going down. This place ain't going down, not while I'm here. I got my iPad on and I've got uh, bars here, so they're probably listening to me. That's what everybody says. Okay, well, well, well if they are, and what, what, what if they put you in jail? For what? Anybody ever been in jail? I've been in a jail cell overnight. Well, no, that's not true. I got out about three in the morning. <clears throat> Close enough. I was 17. I didn't like it. But if you find yourself in jail because of standing on the Word of God, then you start a jail ministry. Amen? Real effective one because you're you've got a captive audience, huh? Nothing changes God. I, I mean, I'm not saying to believe the worst about something. I'm just I'm trying to say we can't have our expectation in how something is going to turn out that is actually in the control of the people of this country. It is. He said, no, 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 God's in control. No, no, no. He gave choice to people. You know, whoever gets elected, God allowed, but it was because the people chose. Because the people chose. My faith and confidence and my courage is in God. God will see me through. God will see you and I over and through everything that we face. I don't care what it is. I'm just telling you today. You have got to limit your intake of information that is not from God. You've got to limit. I don't care what side of the coin the people are on or whatever. You've got to limit your intake of people bashing and criticizing everybody. You can have your opinion, but you don't have to put your mouth on people. You don't have to talk bad about every human being. Some people, you know, in, in, in the, the name of doing good... We're talking bad about these people. Yeah, but you don't know. You, you know, what you're doing is repeating things you've heard other people say about somebody. You don't want to be judged based on what people have heard about you, right? If you don't have face-to-face -face you know, connection with people and conversation with people, how do you know that what you've heard is true? I promise you, the word is true. You'll know the truth of God's word, and that truth will set you free, and it'll liberate you. I'm telling you today, we're living in the greatest time in the history of the world because it's God's will that all people be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And how are they going to do that without you and I? That's what we've set up. We have a platform here at Gates of the City to preach the truth so that people can come to the knowledge of the truth and be set free from all the other weird ideas that we have acquired through the years. 
all of us have acquired through the years. God wants us liberated and set free of that. That Deuteronomy passage, and I'm almost done. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, He is the one who goes with you. He is the one that goes with you. He will not leave you, and He'll not forsake you. Man, be of good courage. Be of good courage. Where does courage come from? Framing your world in the Word of God. That's where courage comes from. And courage empowers you to take steps of faith to trust and believe in God and not in how things appear to be or how things appear not to be. Can you say amen to that? I love this verse. Just one verse out of a whole other passage of Scripture. But if you read all of Acts 27, you'll see it. What I'm saying and what the, what the point I'm making here is absolute truth. And it says this, verse 25. So have courage, men and women today. I trust God that everything will turn out as he told us. Paul's telling these people on a ship and they're, they're, they're in some difficult times. But Paul told them what was going to happen. And he said, I'm confident that what God said is going to come to pass. Can you say amen? Uh, That's a good verse of scripture that you can take and make it part of your daily routine to declare. You know what? I have courage today and I trust God that everything's going to turn out the way he said it would. Woo! Glory to Jesus. Come on, shout amen somebody. Now watch these last two. Hebrews 10 and 19, and I'm reading this out of the contemporary English translation. It says, my friends, the blood of Jesus gives us courage to enter the most holy place. My friends, the blood of Jesus gives us courage to enter the most holy place. What the blood accomplished, it gives us courage. What the living word accomplished gives us courage to be able to enter in to the most holy place and get all that we receive. That, how do you enter into the most holy place? By faith. Only by faith. You enter in, you receive all that God has for you. And 1 Corinthians 13. And I'm reading this out of the free Bible translation. Stay alert, stand firm in your trust in God, take courage, be strong, and whatever you do, do it in love. (laughs) Man, I tell you what, these verses of scripture that I've read to you today, I mean, they just cover it all. They cover everything that you and I are going through today, that we face today. And most of you, I'm encouraging, most of you sitting here today, I'm encouraging you in staying true to that. Most of you. Some of you, you're you're growing and gaining in it. But, But most of you sitting in here today, I'm encouraging you to remain true, to stand fast, 
and draw from the courage that comes from the Word of God so that when you face situations, you step out in faith and believe what God said is true, not how it looks, how it appears, or how things seem to be, but only what God says is true. Can you say amen? I want to end with this today. And I'm saying this about in regards to this upcoming election. Just remember this. You will never, ever be satisfied with any leader. How, How many, be honest with me, how many the person that you're going to vote for, you think you're going to vote for for president, how many could say you can think of a number of things that you don't like about that person? I'm being honest with you. person I'm voting for, there's some things that I see them do that I don't like. But thank God my trust isn't in their perfection. My trust is in the one that is perfect. Can you say amen? My trust is in the one who is perfect. That's what matters. Because you know why? They're not your ultimate leader. The Bible says obey the laws of the land. It's important that we do that. But God the Father is our ultimate leader. Not anybody else. And I'm just telling you, in the, in the, in the days and the weeks and the months, the days and few weeks before the election and then the months and years after the election, you make sure to remember God the Father just promised you through these verses of Scripture He'll never leave you nor forsake you to the ends of the earth. He's with you. Be of good courage. Be not afraid. Be not dismayed. No matter what it looks like, I'm with you and I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm there to strengthen you. I'm there to hold you up and to to support you in everything that you do if you have, if you develop courage to take these steps of faith towards me when things happen that you don't understand and you can't figure out, you take steps towards me and not away from me, not trying to figure it out on your own. The worst thing you and I can do is to live our lives trying to figure things out on our own. Obedience to God reigns supreme. Obeying God's word reigns supreme in your and my life. Can you say amen to that? Today, we are people who are receiving the ability today, the courage today, to have mental and moral strength to persevere through danger, fear, or difficulties of any kind. And today, we are choosing according to the scripture, as it said in Psalm 27, 14, we are choosing to wait on the Lord, to stay in a place of expectation of everything that God has promised in His Word.